Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. My brothers and sisters, the Israelites were camped in the plain of Moab, close to the Jordan River, right across from the great city of Jericho. They were poised, they were positioned to enter into the promised land. But before they entered, Moses gives them instruction concerning how they should live and conduct themselves once entering the promised land. Remember with me, you good Bible readers, that the Israelites have been journeying in the wilderness for some 40 years. The first generation that refused to go over and possess the promised land, the first time, has now died. And their children now, after 40 years of wilderness wandering, are given the opportunity to possess what their parents failed to possess. Moses begins his instruction by telling the children of Israel to be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. In other words, for the children of Israel to have success in the promised land, they must first obey every commandment of God. <laughs> Moses says, if you obey or follow what God commands, then you will live, increase, enter, and then possess the promised land that God has for you. Note with me that Moses does not give the children of Israel the option to observe or follow just what they wanted to follow or just what they felt was applicable to them, but he says to them that they must follow 
every commandment of God. Now, can I be honest with you? This is where many of us struggle. For if we are honest with ourselves, there are some things that God may command that we don't particularly want to do. Am I right about it? Uh, uh, there are some times, can I talk about me? When I know that the Bible teaches me to turn the other cheek. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes I don't want to turn the other cheek. <laughs> there are some times when I know the Bible says to do good to them that hate me and say all manner of evil falsely against me that I just don't feel like doing it. I want to know, are there any honest Christians in the house or who are watching or listening today who will admit that sometimes we really struggle with keeping God's commandments. But whether we struggle and maybe even if we don't like them, <laughs> we are commanded to observe or follow all that our God commands. Maybe, just maybe, the reason why some of us are constantly finding ourselves always in the midst of some struggle or always in the midst of some drama is because we have failed to follow or observe what God has commanded us to do in his word. Some of us, some of us, I said us, not y'all, some of us are too stubborn and too hard-headed to just obey what God commands. Well, Moses continues his instruction by telling the children of Israel, remember, somebody say remember. <laughs> remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. Whether or not you would keep his commands. Uh, again, again, New Providence and friends, re remember with me that the recipients 
of this word of instruction from Moses are persons who have been traveling and living in the desert wilderness for some 40 years. Now, y'all know about the desert, don't you? <laughs> the desert wilderness was not a fun place to be in. It was hot. It was dry. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Moses in verse 15 of this same chapter 8 gives us a more vivid description of the wilderness that the children of Israel had been in for 40 years. Moses calls it a vast and dreadful land, a thirsty and waterless land, a land with fiery serpents and scorpions. <laughs> The wilderness desert was not the place that a person wanted to hang out in. It was also a place of hunger. But Moses tells the children of Israel that their wilderness experience the time that they spent in the wilderness was divinely orchestrated by God in order to produce some things in them that they were going to need in order to survive and thrive in the promised land. Uh, in other words, the wilderness experience was designed to produce both obedience and faith in the lives of God's people. Let me say that again. Let me y'all listen real good. The wilderness experience was designed to produce obedience, and faith in the lives of God's people. And let me say right here that I have discovered that oftentimes before you and I can enter into our God-ordained promised possession that we must spend a little time in the wilderness. <laughs> For the wilderness experiences of life help to prepare us for our promised land reality. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Listen to me good. Y'all listening? More often than not in life, we learn the most important lessons of life 
from our times spent in the wilderness of life. <laughs> Look, y'all, it's not the good times that teach us the most important lessons of life, but it's the rough and hard times of life, the wilderness, that teaches us the lessons we need to make it in this thing called life. Uh, let, let me try to make this truth a little clearer for you. You and I didn't really learn how to pray and seek God until God allowed us to go through some things and some situations where we had to totally rely and trust in him. And you and I didn't learn how to become so creative and so imaginative until we had to learn how to survive on our own with little of nothing. You and I didn't learn the importance of love, kindness, compassion, and care until we went through a period of not being loved or cared for by anyone but the Lord. Mm. You and I didn't learn full dependence on God until we had no job, low food, a hill of bills, rent that needed to be paid, no friends, children acting up, and trouble in our relationships. All I am trying to say is that we have learned how to survive life's ups and downs by going through the wilderness experiences of life. Moses, Moses, reminds the children of Israel that even while they were going through their wilderness experiences, Moses says, remember that it was God who led you all the way. Oh, y'all missed that, y'all missed that. I need to pause right here and encourage somebody today who is watching or listening. Listen to me good. I know right now you may feel that you are in the midst of your wilderness experience. Right now. You are under a lot of heat and a lot of pressure. 
in your wilderness. There are snakes trying to bite you and scorpions trying to sting you. Snakes, somebody say snakes, trying to latch on to you, trying to suck out of your life your joy, your peace, your trust, and your hope in God. I know, I know right now, it feels like there are scorpions who are trying to sting you and release into you the poison that says, I might as well give up on life. I might as well quit. For things are always going to remain the same. But, 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 somebody say but. Let me remind you that the Bible says that God is still out in front of you in your wilderness leading the way. And he will, somebody say he will. He will get you through your wilderness if you just trust him and follow him as he leads. Mm. Well, Pastor Wood, if God is leading me through my wilderness, what is it that he is trying to accomplish or bring about in me. <laughs> the answer is in the text. Y'all still got your Bibles open, don't you? Verse 2 of our scriptural text tells us that Moses tells the children of Israel that God uses the wilderness experiences of life to teach us humility. Everybody say humility. <laughs> you see, God knew that once his people began to occupy the promised land. Y'all remember that land flowing with milk and honey? With the abundance of fruit? God knew that his people may forget who made it possible for them to have what they had. They may begin to think as long as we have food to eat, as long as our needs are being met, we don't need God. And some of us today, listen to me good, when we didn't <laughs> uh, have the blessings that we have now, before we became blessed and highly favored, we were more friendly, more kind, and more humble. 
but now, but now, that we have walked into our promised land, some of us are too high-minded and too cute to fellowship with the people who once were in the wilderness with us and may not have yet arrived into their own promised land. Let me, New Providence and Friends, remind you that the wilderness is only on the other side of the Jordan. And the Lord can quickly part the waters and send you back, Lord have mercy, from where you came from. Listen, if you need a good lesson on humility, I'm telling you, that the wilderness is God's teaching place. Okay, okay, okay. Let me move on. <laughs> the second reason God allows wilderness experiences in our lives is to test us. Oh, okay. We don't like tests, do we? Verse 2 tells us, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness. These 40 years, he said first to humble and then and test you. Moses makes clear to the children of Israel that one of the reasons that God sent them into the wilderness was to test or prove them. Now, the word test here in the text is the Hebrew word nasar, which means to prove existence of a particular quality in someone or something. Based upon this definition, God was testing the children of Israel to see if they had any inner quality. And guess what? God uses our wilderness experiences to reveal our spiritual quality. Oh, Lord. He uses our wilderness experiences to test whether or not we trust in his promises. Look, come on, y'all, come on. That is how we develop a quality testimony. We must experience 
some tests to develop a qualified testimony. Lord have mercy. And check this out. The scriptural text tells us that God tested them in order to reveal what was truly in their hearts. Am I in the book? Let me suggest to you that because God is all-knowing, that he already knew <laughs> what was in their hearts. But the test was to show them and others what was really on the inside of his people. Listen to me good. The test that we go through in our wilderness experiences will reveal who our hope and our trust is truly in. In other words, God uses our wilderness experiences in life to test us or to prove us and to reveal to us the quality of our spirituality. Uh, you know, I always hear people talking about how strong they are in the Lord. But when the test comes, what is the quality, oh Lord have mercy, of spirituality in your life? Do you give up? Do you quit? Or do you say, I will trust in the Lord until, oh Lord, I die. And finally, God uses the wilderness experiences of life to not only humble us, not only to test us, but he uses our wilderness experiences to teach us. Say, teach us. In verse 3, Moses tells the children of Israel, he, Talking about God. God humbled you. Causing you to hunger. And then feeding you with manna. Which neither you nor your ancestors had known. To teach you. That man does not live on bread alone. But on every word. That comes from the mouth of the Lord. God uses the wilderness to teach us. He uses the wildernesses of life. I said to teach us. Well, Pastor Wood, 
What does God teach us through the wilderness experiences of life? I'm glad you asked. I'm about through. Let me give you a few things that God teaches us. He teaches us that we are not self-sufficient. <laughs> Let me say that again. Through the wilderness experiences of life that we go through, God teaches us that we are not self-sufficient. He teaches us that, that to make it through the wilderness, that we can't solely depend on our own efforts and our own abilities. Uh, God teaches us when we go through the wilderness experiences of life, he teaches us to be totally, somebody say totally, totally, exclusively dependent on him. In other words, he teaches us to put our complete trust and confidence in him. What else does God teach, Pastor Wood, through our wilderness experiences of life? He teaches us that we must prioritize his word in our lives. Lord, have mercy. Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every one word, Lord, have mercy, that comes from the mouth of God. Have you ever been in the wilderness in your life and all you had to hold on to was the promises of God? Oh, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. <laughs> have, you, have you ever said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you? <laughs> well, what else, Pastor, what does God teach us through our wilderness experiences? He teaches us. <laughs> Y'all going to like this one. He teaches us that he will supply. Oh, somebody say all of our needs. According to what? His riches and glory. And how many of you know that his riches are inexhaustible? And guess what? If there was a need that you and I need, God still has the power 
just to speak the word. Oh, Lord, have mercy, y'all. <laughs> God teaches us through our wilderness experiences that in every situation that guess what? Y'all gonna like this one too. In every situation that God is behind the scenes working for our good. Lord, have mercy. Every situation. Tell your neighbor, every situation that we may encounter in our wilderness that God is working behind the scenes for our good. And as I close this message, I don't know about you, but I, Nathaniel Jeffrey Wood, have been in some tough wildernesses in my life. Anybody ever been in a tough wilderness? And I got to admit, there have been times while I was in my wilderness when I felt that I would not survive the wilderness that I was in. There were times when all I could do was cry out to the Lord for help. And guess what? I am a witness that God heard my cry. I'm a qualified witness. I have the quality testimony to say that God heard me and pitied every groan. But now, <laughs> somebody say, but now, I can say from my experiences that the God that I serve that he will lead you through the wilderness experiences of life only if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. But if you learn how to acknowledge him in all your ways, I'm a witness 
that he will. I said he will. Can I preach a little while? I said he will direct your paths. I'm so glad that the Lord has brought me through every wilderness experience in my life. I'm here today as a product of coming through the wilderness. I don't know about you, but I've had my shame of ups and downs. But through it all, I said through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. I've learned how to lead, how to depend on Jesus. And I found out that if I trust him, he will. I said he will. He will provide. Won't he make a way? Won't he open doors? Won't he make a difference? Uh, tell your neighbor he will. I know he will. He will make a way through your wilderness. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.